Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. And now to our story. When Martha Hawkins, the woman who worked at the Cedarcrest Sanatorium, broke down and confessed, she told an amazing story. Dr. Stone, whose real name was Andrew Wilson, had drugged the men on the football team with a white powder he had brought from the jungles of Central America, a brain-numbing powder the effects of which could be overcome by just one special antidote known only to the chief of the native tribe from whom the powder had been secured. The location of the tribe was noted in a diary Andrew Wilson had kept, and Martha Hawkins offered to drive back to the sanatorium with Lois Lane and get the diary. Arriving there, she opened the best drawer, but instead of producing the diary, aimed a revolver at Lois and warned her not to move if she valued her life. Dazed, Lois stared into the woman's burning eyes, realized she was half mad. Listen. I'm warning you, Miss Lane. Don't move, or I'll shoot the kill. Why are you doing this, Miss Hawkins? Don't call me Miss Hawkins anymore. I told you who I am. I'm Andrew Wilson's sister. We plan this together. It's not going to fail, even if Andrew is dead. Then then there isn't any diary. You lied to him. Oh, there's a diary, all right. And it tells the location of her tribe, too. It gives the chief's name. But you'll never see it. Nobody will see it. I'm going to burn it before your very eyes. I'm going to let you watch the pages shrivel up and turn to ashes. But why? Why are you doing this? Because that money belongs to me. I'm no fool. I know that if the university doesn't claim the three million dollars, the sanatorium will get part of it. One million of it. And I'm the sanatorium now that Andrew is dead. Is that reason enough? No, it isn't. I told you what the university was going to do with the money if they got it. I told you about all the thousands of children who would benefit. Doesn't that mean anything to you? You can't talk me out of it with all your pretty speeches. Don't try. I'm not making pretty speeches. There's nothing pretty about infantile paralysis. Nothing pretty about boys and girls who aren't able to walk and run and play. Stand back. Don't come any closer or I'll... I'm not coming any closer. Why don't you put that revolver back in the desk and listen to me? (laughs) I'd be a smart one as I did, wouldn't I? But you don't know what you're doing to the lives of thousands of children. And what about my life? Isn't that important? Yes, of course it is. I'd like to help you. (laughs) You must think I'm out of my mind. Wait. I'll show you whether I am or not. I'll show you Andrew's diary. And then I'll burn it. There. There, look at it. 
All the information you and your fine friends want, but won't ever get. Going to crumble into ashes. Nothing but ashes. Martha, listen to me. Don't you, Martha, me? I know your kind. Newspaper report. Always snooping around. Stand back, I tell you. Stand back as far as I can get against the wall. All right. Now, look down the fire. The big one. To make sure everything burns. Some paper. Now a little kindling wood. And get a match to it. Look at it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. The bright orange flames leap high and cast a weird light on Martha Wilkins' face as she prepares to consign the precious pages of her brother's diary to the fire. Meanwhile, back at the university, Clark Kent has a strange feeling that all is not right. To satisfy himself, he's put through a call to the sanatorium, and the phone rings as Martha Wilson opens the diary. Who's calling at this hour of the morning? I'm not going to answer it. Let it ring. It may be important. Can't tell. All right. But don't you move. Hello. Hello, Miss Hawkins. Uh-huh. I thought so. It's your friend, Clark Kent. Hello. Hello. Yes, Mr. Kent. We're just about to leave. Clark, help! Wait, help! But it won't work, even if he did hear you. He's 50 miles away. I could burn a million diaries in the time it would take him to get here, and there's only one. Well, just let me say one you thing. You said enough. Now, watch the pages turn to ashes. One at a time. One. Two. Stop it. You're mad. You don't know what you're doing. Three. Ah, oh, Clark. You. You can't say. Clark, the diary. Take it from her. You can't have it. It's in the fire. Mind, poor thing. I think you're right. Keep an eye on her. I'll call Reynolds and have him send an ambulance. I don't care. I'll get a million dollars. Yes, of course you will, Martha. Now, here, sit down and rest. Metropolis 4860, please. What happened here, Lois? She pulled the gun out of the drawer and her whole attitude changed. That crying back to the university was just an act. Do you know who she is? What do you mean? She's Stone. What? Or, or Wilson's sister. Hello, Professor Nelson. Uh, this is Clark Kent. Yes. W- will you tell Commissioner Reynolds to send a police ambulance to the Cedar Crest Sanatorium at once? I-, I can't explain now, but I will when I see you. Yes, that's right. Thanks. Goodbye. Did you say she's Wilson's sister? Yes, and she knew all about the Richards' will and the money coming to the sanatorium. My heart sank when she began throwing the pages of that diary into the fire one by one. How many are missing? Only the first four. And by the way, how did you get here so fast? You called, and then less than a minute later, you opened the door. I'll explain that some other time. I want to look at this diary now. Auburn, nothing but ashes. Let's see here. Ah, here it is. June 12th, 1935. Finally convinced the chief of the Nawan tribe to give me a small supply of the powder and crystals. The Nawan tribe is located 12 miles from Pernambuco on a river known as the Ataba. From what I can learn, they are the only tribe of Central American Indians who have discovered this strange narcotic and its antidote. That's it, all right. Yes, but what can you do about it now? I don't know, but I'll do something. 
Look, do you mind waiting here with her until the ambulance arrives? No, I don't particularly like the idea, but if I have to... Every minute counts, Lois. I must get back to town. But why can't you take us with you? Well, I... I, I, I just can't. It, it's hard to explain. Yeah, it must be. Oh, please understand. Go ahead. Don't bother making excuses. Oh, you're a good sport. So long. Bye. Absolutely no way of telling her I didn't come by car. If it is, I'll have plenty to explain. All that can wait. Right now, I'm going to take the longest trip I've ever attempted. As Superman. To Pernambuco, Central America. There's one chance in a million of success. But I've got to take it. Up! Up! And away! Like some giant bird, Superman wings high into the air. Hovers for a moment as his keen eyes take bearings. And then, almost with the speed of light, streaks southward over flat plains and rolling hills, over the deep blue waters of tropical seas, high above snow-capped mountain peaks, and down into deep valleys where the sun burns like a ball of fire. Finally, he comes to rest at the edge of a matted jungle. Off in the distance, the gray mud houses of a settlement mark an outpost of civilization. Assuming the disguise of Clark Kent, he walks toward the town, and an hour later is seated at the desk of John Carter, manager of a Pernambuco rubber plantation, telling him his mission. So you see, Mr. Carter, no effort must be spared to locate that Indian tribe and secure some of the crystals that will serve as an antidote. Well, it's an amazing story, Mr. Kent. Almost unreal. Oh, it's real enough. I can vouch for that. Where did you say you landed your plane? Oh, about uh, five miles from here on a flat piece of land. A perfect spot. Well, I don't know whether it's quite safe there. The natives are extremely curious and destructive. Oh, I think it's all right. I wouldn't worry about it. The important thing is... How can I get to this Nawan tribe? Well, you'll never get there alone, Mr. Kent. And if you did, you'd never come back. Why? The Nawans are still headhunters, despite every effort that's been made to civilize them. I know of only one man who can help you. The only white man in this part of the country who dare lead you to the Nawan tribe. Can I get hold of him? Time is important, you know. Well, I think we can find him. He's a, he's a strange character, Mr. Kent. Nobody knows what brought him down here, even. Nobody knows exactly what he does, either. A little trading with the natives, a little stealing, perhaps. A little of everything. Sometimes he can't be trusted, and sometimes he's the soul of honesty. I've heard that he's wanted for murder in England, robbery in the United States, and a dozen assorted crimes in a dozen assorted countries. Of course, none of it may be true. We'll just have to take your chances. Where can I find him? What's his name? He lives in a little shack down in the native quarter. His name is Tango Pete. Oh. Are you calling me, Mr. Carter? Pete? Were you listening at the window? I just happened to be sauntering by and heard what sounded like a mighty good imitation of my name. That's all. Oh? All right, take a chair. This is Mr. Kent, Pete. He's down from the States. All right. Hello. I'm wondering how you came down. Oh, so you knew he was here. Man's got eyes, Andy. Well, I came down by private plane, Pete. Where is it? I landed it back a ways. Hmm, maybe. What do you mean, maybe? Mr. Kent isn't in the habit of being insulted, Pete. Oh, no insult, man. Just doubting his word. People doubt mine, I'm doubting his. You have a perfect right to, Pete. But let's talk business. I want to hire you to take me to the Nawan tribe. Now on tribe, eh? Yes, and there isn't much time to lose. Hmm, too bad. Well, what do you mean? No one tribe right where they used to be. I don't quite understand. They moved on. Don't you know where they are? No. Well, I guess I'll be getting more. Oh, Pete, now, can't you help Mr. Kent? I might. If he comes down to my shack after dark tonight, alone... Well, it looks like there's something brewing. Why does Tango Pete want Clark Kent to come to his shack after dark alone? Thrills and excitement are waiting in the jungle, so listen in with Superman. Don't forget, 
Tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.